Hey guys, thank you for joining me in another episode of Have a Chat with Matt. We're live, it's Friday, life's good man. Busy week at work this week, few people starting, it's been good, it's exciting, the sun's out, ready for you, ready to bring the heat. Now today's episode, just want to go over just being real, just a bit of um, bit of background storytelling and uh yeah i think it's the biggest problem we have in society today we have people putting up fronts not telling who they really are this is huge in social media we've got these influencers out there they're influencing they've got millions and millions and millions of um followers but we think they're happy every day they kind of make it out as if, you know, life's good, everything's good. They only put up the good photos. Imagine how different social media will be if we just put up real stuff, how we're feeling every day. You know, I think that's huge, man. It messes with a lot of people. I just put up a post on um, Instagram and Facebook about, you know, man, how I got started, um, who I was before, like, Mate, I was lazy. I was a hard worker. Actually, let's rephrase that. I was a hard worker, but in terms of training, going to the gym, I was lazy, man. I was a total opposite. I would come home. I would have a beer. I would just want to chill. I remember I would have mates that would show up every single day. Like I would come home from work, and they would be out the front, and I would just be like, man, like just let me chill. I don't want to. I don't want to do nothing. Like I honestly want to come on the lounge, play FIFA, <laughs> manager mode. You know, I wasn't much of a gamer, but FIFA's the only game I played, which is a soccer game on PlayStation. Or just come home and watch TV after a day's work. I did not want to train. I actually didn't train for a while. So you know, I got into the gym at sixteen. My cousin was a personal trainer in build and um yeah man i just i used to look up to sunny bill williams i had photos of him you know and i was like man what i'll kill for that body one day you know i just always thought would i ever get to that point you know um yeah man and started training at build had no idea what i was doing my cousin wrote me a program and i remember i was scared to go into the weight room you know, I had no idea. I just didn't want to embarrass myself. Um, I wouldn't say that I lacked lacked confidence, but just wasn't a, like I wasn't a shy kid. I just like I know how people feel, man, walking into a gym. Like intimidated. I was intimidated. You know, like you got big, you know, big huge guys doing, um, you know, lifting weights, setting up the machines. I just used to stand back and look and think, oh, Jesus, what if I go up and I can't set up a machine? You know, how embarrassing. So I just used to go on the pin-loaded machines. I used to do a lot of treadmill cardio. That's why, man, I know I know how people feel when they walk in the gym. That's why my culture is so huge. I hate seeing people in corners on their own. Um, I hate seeing, you know, groups of people and groups of people talking and and leaving people out of the conversation. Like, I don't like seeing that, man. So in my gym, I try and create 
a big culture. You know, everyone gets a hug, everyone gets a kiss. It's just, I honestly run my business like a small town business. Like I'm in a little town in Calabria, everyone gets a hug, everyone gets a kiss, everyone gets a handshake. Like that is the most important thing before training. Like you, you, everyone, I just want everyone to uh, feel welcome, you know, and I make sure I do the right thing every day, you know, with anything. I don't lock people in contracts. I've had people in the past tell me, how don't you charge for cancellation fees, you know, business coaches, because it's not me, man. I said to Beck with my girlfriend, I said, I don't want to be walking around Ashfield Mall and have people saying, oh, there's that um, there's that guy, Maddie. He charged me 400 bucks for cancelling. You know, man, like, what's that? If people want to go, you go. If your service is that good and you stand behind your product, why, why should you have to lock people in for 12 and 18 months? It does not make sense. So just do the right thing. That's the number one thing. So anyway, getting back to where I was, so... I used to love Sunny Bill, you know. I always wanted to look like that. Signed up for the gym and I was doing packages with my cousin. So, like, I would get, like, a 10 or 12 pack of uh, gym sessions and, uh, yeah, rock up to the gym and just go off that. And, uh, yeah, man, it was tough. I had no idea with nutrition. I would uh, YouTube anything possible, jump into forums, go into Google. There was no social media at that stage, so... It was MSN Messenger. I couldn't do much on that but chat and then appear offline and online to try and get your crush to message you. Apart from that, that was it. But, um, yeah, man, I started that, started there and then I ended up buying my first pair of dumbbells. Like I started to get into it a bit more. But my body wasn't changing. Like I, I still had no idea. I, um, I quit soccer at that stage. I wanted to hit the weights like I had – like I didn't really look up to bodybuilders and stuff. I used to look up to boxers. Like that's a physique I always wanted. Just wanted lean, athletic. I never had that thing in me to lift heavy weights. Just wanted to look like an athlete. So yeah, I guess I kind of started at that age. So started lifting, you know, a bit of dumbbells, and then that didn't go. To, that didn't go to plan. You know, did it like one week on, twenty weeks off. So. Yeah, that didn't definitely didn't go to plan. So I ended up signing up to yeah, Fitness First was my next gym. So at seventeen, started training there. Same thing. Um, enjoyed boxing and all that. So I'd get on the treadmill, run a lot, listen to my Mayweather motivation on um on YouTube. And same thing, yeah, fell off the wagon again. Just didn't know what I was doing with nutrition. And it wasn't until I started getting more serious with my training. You know, I remember we were on a night out, we were off to the Argyle with a mate. And there was a point where I started switching up, really uh, getting serious about my training. I was about 19, around that age, 19, 20. I remember we were pre-drinking as we did every weekend. Um, we were on the way to the Argyle. And my mate goes, oh, Manx, why don't you, why don't you come down to um, come down to the gym, train with us, you know? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going all right where I'm at, which was not, definitely not, you know? So, yeah, we ended up uh, joining up there. And then, yeah, man, we just um, kind of held each other accountable. We're going every afternoon. We're actually training in Campsie. 
at that stage, training at Jimmy and Campsie. Um, and yeah, we'll go on every afternoon, 4.30. I was actually, I was actually running to the gym and that's when I noticed my body starting to change a bit. Um, nutrition wasn't doing much cause I was still going out every weekend. I was partying, you know, we're going out on Wednesday nights to the Eastern in Bondi. So definitely, yeah, had no idea with nutrition. So I was still training hard, man. I still had the work ethic, but nutrition just, yeah, yeah, I just didn't find that, find the right, not that I didn't believe in it. I don't know, man, just didn't find what worked for me. And then it wasn't until 2013, oh, no, not 20, about 2014. So I started getting into Greg Plitt. And then he passed on. I can't remember what year he passed away. He actually, he was, he's the number one fitness model. And this guy, man, changed the game for me. He's number one fitness model in the world. He got over 700 cover shoots. He's actually on my wall in the gym. Um, yeah, just really started following his stuff. And um, he was a motivational speaker. Like, he's done it all. He's an entrepreneur. Um, he was a Navy SEAL. Uh, Army Ranger in America, so just a tough guy. And man, I'll just listen to him every day. I'll go to the gym, and I was really started ramping up my training. I started after that. I started uh, training on my own, so I started transitioning transitioning to five a.m. sessions in the morning. Just started hammering away, one day at a time, like I tell my clients. And then that's when I started to realize how much nutrition played a role. So I kind of cut down going out and it all kind of changed after I did I did a Europe trip in 2013 and I put on a bit of weight like I've I hit I think it was 85 kilos so I didn't even realize how bad I looked I looked at the picture today and I was like man you let yourself go Maddie but um yeah I hit 85 kilos and then I was just like man what's going on so really got stuck into my training became obsessed with it and then uh, found boxing as well. So I was training in the morning, hitting boxing, like I said in a previous podcast. I'm not going to go through that. And then um, I was pretty much eating meat and veggies. Now, it wasn't the healthiest way, but it just showed me what, you know, discipline, showing up every day, um, reaching for the veggies and just cutting out bad habits. Like I wasn't going to the pub anymore on Friday nights. I was going to the gym I was obviously seeing Beck, me and Beck started going out and um, yeah, just change habits, man. Like honestly, that's all it comes down to, changing habits, um, swapping them with bad. Like I was, instead of going to the pub and then drinking for four hours, you know, and then going and having a kebab after, I would, um, I would train and then eat. Now, man, that's freeing up about 2,000 calories there, you know. Um, so just doing that alone, man, really changed my body. Um, but, um, yeah, I just think, you know, and and then I kind of got to a point where, you know, I got the abs and all that and people would say, man, the best way to, if like I had mates that competed, they go, the only way to see abs and do this and that. Like you need a meal track, you know, you need to calculate. It's a maths equation. I was like, man, I'm not going to track like. What's that shit? But look at me these days, you know. Like, honestly, that's why I understand people. Like, it's not for everyone. But once I worked out the nutrition more, man, and how important it was and how much it's changed me and 
honestly, how much the gym has changed my life, oof, the game changed. Like, the discipline the gym's given me every day, getting up at 5 a.m., man, it's just changed my life, changed my habits. And, you know, I just put that same work ethic into my business. And, uh, man, I owe everything to it. That's why, like, like, it's for people. Man, my gym isn't just for fat loss. People come in, they ask me for fat loss, but those that know me love I'm huge on the mental. Like, people used to think, man, when I was younger, younger, I was confident and this and that because I was loud, man. That doesn't mean shit. Like, being loud doesn't make you confident because I know I wasn't, man. I wasn't what, you know, people thought I was. And I think that's a problem. You know, I try and be authentic now more with my approach and just tell people, man, like, I wasn't who people see now if they see me as someone that's motivated, uh, disciplined. Mate, I was not that, you know. Like, I literally started my business with zero dollars. Like, I had minus eight dollars. Beck helped me. Like, mate, she supported me all along the way. My brother, man, I'll... He, he gave me $600 to sign up for the gym to build that discipline. And I honestly believe, like, without that, I wouldn't be where I was, where I am today, you know. It's just, it's a snowball effect. You show up every day, like, and, and we just want to overcomplicate it. Like, just show up and give me half an hour of um, of intensity, you know, and then go home and just watch what you eat today. I'm not asking you every day. Do it three times a week, you know. Um, man, there's so much, like, it can help you in so many ways, man. Like, you can control what happens in a gym. You cannot control the outside world. A message comes in, someone says something, you react, and it stuffs you up. Like, all right, fair enough, you want to party. Like, yeah, I did that. Um, we've all done that, but if you... It just depends what you want. Like, if you want fat loss, if you want to see abs, what? Why are you partying? Like, you you can't have it both. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to party, fair enough. This and that. Go hard. Go out. Or go dinners every day. But you can't come to me and say you want fat loss if you're not willing to sacrifice. Like, if you come to me and say you want some balance and you're going out and partying, man, hundred percent, good. Go party. Like, I recommend that, but. Just understand what you really want. Like, what are your goals? Do you really want fat loss? Because with fat loss, it requires a calorie deficit, meal tracking, the proper way. And once you're in a calorie deficit, your energy is not at 100%. You cannot live there. So that this is one thing people need to understand. I've got a lot of people into a calorie deficit who were losing weight, and they just couldn't handle it because it wasn't for them. So that's one thing I try and tell people, like, yeah, having abs is good, but is it what you really want? Is that how you really want to feel? Just know these people that compete on stage, they're, they're on the stage looking good, but, man, they're miserable. Let me tell you, like, for that week before, they're cutting out water, cutting out carbs, you know, restricting calories that much. You're not going to feel good, man, so just understand what you want. And, uh, yeah, man, if you got goals, like, if you want to compete, if you want to go somewhere with your physique or business, like, just do it, man. Like, a lot of people a lot of people told me no, and they would come up to me and say, oh, Matty, yeah, mate, when are you going back to tiling, mate, you know? Tiling, eh, yeah, go back to, you know, working with the old man, why not? Man, just 
don't listen to that. Just do you, do what you want to do, and man, things happen. I'm telling you, man, like a lot of people that told me the complete opposite, and I wish I could just go through a list of 100 people. Honestly, man, like, and there were some that said, yeah, that's cool, man, and you can kind of tell in their face, they're like, yeah, good luck, buddy. You know, like, why can't we just support people? You know, like, if someone wants to do something good, man, like, I'll get people coming up to me saying they want to do training, man. I'm 100% supportive. I I had barely anyone tell me when I want to get into fitness, even past trainers, current trainers, that it's not the industry to be into, you know. I think that's because people are looking for paycheck tomorrow, not the next 10 years. That's the biggest problem, you know. And it's um, it can't always be about you, buddy. That's the difference. Um, but yeah, man, you need, I think in life you just need to, you know, just really take a look at the stuff you're doing every day. Like what habits? The people you hang around, are they benefiting you? Like I had mates before that they'll look out the window, it'll be a sunny day and they'll look, they'll look at the specs on the window and say, oh, this window's dirty. And I'm like, mate, look outside. You got blue skies there, mate. No, actually, I didn't say that back then. I didn't have, I didn't have this good of a mindset on life. But yeah, like I was always around problems, man. Like always something. Or oh, this guy said that, you know. Oh, why is this guy with that girl? And you know, how do you get her? Like, man. Now I look back and I'm like, oh my god, I wasted so much time on that. But anyway, you live and you learn. Um. Yeah, man, just get around winners. Get around winners, man. Um, believe in you, you know, value yourself and just believe in what you want to do, man. Like, that's all you need. You need one person to believe. Honestly, that's all it comes down to. And then you just keep moving the chains every day, bit by bit, man. I just spoke to my coach, Jason, yesterday and I told him, man, like, you know, looking down on my business from a helicopter and he goes, I go, what are, you, what are you seeing? And he was just telling me, man, like, you know, I think you're in a good spot, man, you know. He goes, I can't really tell. He goes, all, like, day to day it's going to change. Just keep moving the chains every day. Like, that's all we can do. you got to be, um, what's the word? Like, clarity. We all want clarity. Like, what's happening? What's the, what's in the future? You've got to be comfortable with, we're not seeing that. Like, you got to believe in it. But just know, like, a lot of clients are going through reverse dieting. So we're going backwards before we go forwards. Like, I'm building up their metabolism. Now, the same thing goes with business. Now, you can't see the finish line. All these clients have to trust me. But I've told them, like, I back, back myself 100%. I said, just see past where you're currently at. If you're gaining... Yeah, you're going to gain. You are in a calorie surplus. You are eating more. We're building up your metabolism. But once I get you back down on lower calories, that's when the magic happens. So just trust it. Trust in the process. And yeah, man, let's kick some ass later. So, man, like, yeah, in finishing, we're all born exactly the same. We've just been taught some stuff. We've picked up these bad habits, these bad traits along the way, like people telling us this and that. You're ugly, you're big, you're small, you're skinny, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then people, we take these things that people told us, 
we live with them for the next 35 years, 50 years, and we never change. Like, man, stop stop complaining and make a change. Like, I remember, man, one, one night we went to Hurricanes. It's actually a funny story, man. One of my uh, one of my best mates, he um, he's a straight shooter. Doesn't care who you are, where you are, he would let you know. So we've just got back from Europe, and uh, we're triple dating two of my mates and their girlfriends. And um, we're at Hurricanes in Bondi, so it's a packed restaurant. And um, you know the waiter. Oh no, we all ordered our food. I think we all got ribs. So anyway, the food comes, blah, blah, blah. My my dish comes, my mate Nando's dish comes, um, Rick's dish comes, Rick's girlfriend's dish comes, Nando's girlfriend's dish comes, and then Beck. Beck didn't get a dish. Anyway, we're sitting there and, um, you know, we're all – so my two mates are Portuguese, I'm Italian, so we don't eat until everyone gets their food and then – Beck's like, oh, I eat, you know. And then my mate Rick's like, nah, I'm not eating. We're not eating nothing until the food comes. Like, are these guys serious? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. He's carrying on. And then, uh, mate, there would have been about 100 people in the restaurant. This guy gets up. He's like, are you guys serious? Where's this girl's food, mate? We've been waiting. Oh, my God, we got our, head, our heads down. I'm like, Beck, they're definitely spitting in, in these ribs. I don't want it, mate. The manager came. It was so funny, man. They came and they were like wiping down tables. They were just on edge, you know, under the pump, obviously, a night in service. And um, guess what? She got her ribs. She got about a kilo of chips with it. And, um, yeah, it was just funny. I just remember from that night. Anyway, on the way home, we're driving home and um, I um, that was a night that I'll never forget. It was... In Croydon, so off, um, what's that main road? Anyway, in Croydon Park, uh, oh, sorry, George River Road, there's a petrol station there. I think it's a 7-Eleven. Don't quote me on it. Uh, 7-Eleven, I'll pull up there. I'll go to fill up fuel. Bex in the car, I'll run in. Boom. Pull out my card. Card declines. And there's always the, I don't know if any of you have been through this, you can vouch for me. But there's always a guy behind there and he's like, um, so you, your card declined. And I was like, oh, thanks, buddy. I kind of I realized something went on, but let's just tell the, you know, let's just tell the rest of the people in here. And, um, yeah, man, oh, it's such a shit feeling, you know, when your card declines. And then I was asking if I was transferring money. Man, I had nothing in my account. Like, I, I wasn't aware that um, I had nothing in my card, but obviously, you know, obviously did. So luckily paid for dinner. That would have been more embarrassing at dinner. But anyway, just a shit feeling, man. And then try going back to the car. Me and Beck had been dating for, I don't even know if it was for a year, to be honest, maybe six months. And I was like, oh, Beck, my car declined, you know. And she was like, oh, no worries, love, you know, let me come out. You know, what a gem, mate. She's a gem. Came out, paid for the petrol, but do you know how much, how shit I felt, man? I hate people paying for my stuff, honestly. Those that know me, I hate taking 
I've never asked anyone for money. Like the only time was that $600 from a brother. Apart from that, you know, I hate it. So I honestly felt like shit and I kind of think that was a turning point where I said, nah, shit's got to change, man. And that's when I kind of got into boot camps. But that's one story I haven't, show- I haven't shared with anyone. So, man, I think we have to kind of hit that or get that slap in the face to realise sometimes, um, you know, where we where we where we really are at. So yeah, man, that's my story. So just chase chase the dream, man, and you shouldn't have to wait for things like that to happen. Just go out and do it. You know? Go and no one's gonna believe in you. Have some value in yourself, believe in you, your product, your service. Don't sell yourself to the highest bidder. You know? Just um you know, like you can't buy, mate, I'm not for sale, man. Like doesn't matter how much you offer me. If someone came to me tomorrow and said, I'll give you 20 million for your business, honestly wouldn't take it because I believe my business is worth more and the people there, man, they're priceless. Like the thing, the drive they give me every day to get out, get out of bed and, and do what I do and just the energy there, it's not worth it, man. You can't put a price tag on that. And I honestly did not come in this for the money, man. I was giving out free trials and I remember people telling me, Matt, Matt, you got to charge. you got to go one-day trials. And I was like, man, if I went to a gym and they gave me a day trial and then the guy's trying to close me with his sales pitch after, you know, would I sign up? No, man. So I think you just got to kind of put yourself in their shoes, just be honest, be authentic, play the long game. And, man, chase your dreams. I hope this changes someone. Tag, guys, if you are on Instagram or Facebook, share this on your story. You know, tag me in it. Let me know the love. Give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Man, this podcast is going to be something special. I'm telling you, in the future, we're going to get some special guests on. Um, I'm going to start, you know, getting some real big guys in nutrition coming on so guys leave me a review um i like always i love my clients man thank you always for supporting what i do and you know i wouldn't be able to do what i do every day and i'm here to serve and for my loyal listeners my followers on uh, social media guys thank you for always showing up showing some love take care see you next week